0: never ever marks this spot. the ones that do call him the Winter Soldier. I'm
1: oh, Batman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 Report, the podcast that knows that because history repeats itself, we will be dusting off our Pog collection
0: tomorrow. My name is Drew. I'll be your host for the evening. Along with me, as always, is my brother, Peter. I'm here and uh, I have a wicked slammer. I've been sta- saving up since like 1993. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, if,
1: if Pogs taught us anything, uh, those of us who know what Pogs are, we would buy anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: at any rate, um, how do you doing, man? Uh, Pretty good. Sorry, this whole Pog thing is reminding me of uh, the other day I was walking my dog and uh, I saw there was like two like teenage kids hanging out on the street corner and they weren't really... It wasn't like a back alley sort of situation, but it was kind of like they were hanging out in in front of a couple crappy stores and they were playing Beyblade. And it just cracked me up because it just reminds me of uh, in movies when you see the the guys in the back alley playing craps and stuff. (laughs) But I just love that visual that like nowadays people aren't playing craps. They're playing Beyblade and stuff in the back alley. And that just cracked me up. So sorry, Uh, the Pog thing just led my brain right there. (laughs) But it was a pretty funny moment, at least for me. No, that is funny. And it's so true. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, But like people like it's (laughs) kind (laughs) of Beyblade. Absolutely. Somebody could make like a weird fan film about that or something. But it also makes me think, like, how popular is golf with the younger generations? Because I always know, like, golf is such a business related, like oh, you know, I'm going to go golfing with uh, my business partner and make some deals and stuff. And I don't know. Is that still the case? Or is it going to be like, you know, in 30 years from now, our business partner is going to be like playing Pokemon against each other and stuff like that.
1: Well, you know, that's a really good point. And this is something I thought about. Um, I was over uh, because I do some stuff for the uh, park district every now and then. I am at the park district in the senior center. Um, They play bingo all the time. And not that nothing against bingo, but all I could could think to myself is when I'm in a senior center, I'm going to be trying to figure out who wants to play like D&D. Like, screw this (laughs) thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) It's going to be a completely different senior center when we get there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, for sure. But that's going to be I mean, you saying that it does give me a glimmer of hope like. Maybe there will be something to look forward to when I'm in a nursing home someday. Because you know, maybe we can get some sweet Dungeons and Dragons games going. That's actually a really good thing to look forward to. <laughs> and uh, we'll dust out the pogs. We got the time. Um,
1: <laughs> um, all right, man. Let's uh, let's stop all the chit chat. Let's talk about stuff. Uh, let's talk about other cool stuff. Let's talk about a little more current. Um, what
0: are we watching? What are we reading? What do we got? What do we got? Yeah, absolutely. Um so I have I've honestly only had the chance to watch um Hawkeye. So I actually had a chance to watch it now. Um okay. so I'm caught up on that. I was so, trying to start the new season of Masters of the Universe Revelations today and that just didn't yeah. work out. So <laughs> that'll probably be for next week but uh yeah what were you gonna say well i was gonna say hold your hawkeye
1: review so we can we'll talk about it at the end of my watching and reading if that's all you've watched yeah Uh, yeah yeah definitely okay cool so i did watch hawkeye so we'll talk about that in a moment um and uh let's see what else did i watch i watched 8-bit christmas um okay do you know what this is
0: yes yes i saw the trailer for this it looked it looked really entertaining, so I'm really curious. Um, so, yeah, how was it? Ultimately, the best way I could describe it, um, I'm a
1: big fan. Um, I'm a big fan of the uh, A Christmas Story. Um, you know, Ralphie, you go out in the BB gun for Christmas. Yeah. Um, there is no movie that will replace that in my heart, but <laughs> I would I would liken this to a – a uh, modern day Christmas story, if you will, um, because ultimately it is the kid wanting something for Christmas. His parents don't want him to have it and he will go to any extreme length to get said item. Um, yeah. So in the t- in the realm of modern day, because they throw in the whole video games will rot your brain. Um, you know, and then the adventure that goes into getting the Nintendo and his sister wants a. Cabbage Patch doll. So she's like, you help me get my Cabbage Patch doll. I'll help you get the Nintendo. You know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> and, and there's funny, like hilarity stuff along the way. It is way more like if I'm liking it to Christmas story, it's way more emotional and kind of heavy handed in the end because ultimately it, it does this like moment with his dad at the end of the movie that, um, kind of hits home pretty hard. Um, especially if you're a parent, um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but otherwise, the movie's really funny. Um, It is PG, so please go into it with a family mentality. Like it's it's meant to be watched
0: with the family. Yeah. Uh, And if (laughs) we're not talking, I don't. It's not a hard. Yeah, it's not gonna be like good good boys or something like that. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I thought it was gonna be a fun family film, you know. Yeah,
1: and it was funny because my kid was like, he's like, dude, I want to play those old games, and I'm like, well, you can. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you have. the original Nintendo sitting in your bedroom and he's like, what? And I'm like, dude, it's been there for like...
0: <laughs> I'm like, it's been there forever, man. And he's like, dude, I'm going to go play. And I'm like, have had it. <laughs> oh, so he and, actually does have a original Nintendo. Yeah, in there. we
1: have we have an original Nintendo. I have um, all three of the original Mario's. Um, by the <laughs> way, by the way, I say Mario Brothers because of a Ghostbusters two reference because I think it's funny. I know it's Mario.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> so do you say Wario too, or where I does say, this end? I yeah, that's a good point.
1: Um, <laughs> no, because I have the three Mario Brothers, I have the two original Zeldas, um, I have Top Gun, Tetris, um, I have like a handful <laughs> of other ones, but I have the important ones is the is the is the thing there. So, um, but yeah, yeah that's we, great. I have a functioning Nintendo and um, it's old school functioning
0: Nintendo. And it's great. And he was like, "What? we have that. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's been in your room, like hooked up, ready for you to play. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, a lot of those games you can get on the switch, too. So you could maybe even blow his mind a little bit more and be like, you could also carry these games around in your backpack or whatever. <laughs> See how he reacts yeah. to that. Well, there was but, one, um,
1: there was one game he asked me about. I'm like, well, you don't have it on the original Nintendo, but it is on your switch because they have Like some of those original ones are free as long as you you know have Switch you can you know so, um, he he was kind of excited that they were there and he's like oh that's what you've been playing on my Switch kind of conversation,
0: Uh, (laughs) nice. Wait, Um, so what were you playing? Just like Legend of Zelda or something? Well, because on the Switch they have the
1: original Nintendo collection and they have a Super Nintendo collection, so I was playing like. Legend of Zelda, Super Nintendo Legend of Zelda, which in my opinion is the best Legend of Zelda, hands down. You can have your Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time all you want. A Link to the Past <laughs> is the best Super is the best Legend of Zelda, and then there's also um, uh, Super Metroid. I was playing. So
0: oh, sick! Yeah, nice. Well, um, going back to the movie, to me, the description of it it sounds like a weird. Like, I guess def- I definitely understand the Christmas story comparison, but it also also seems like a weird reverse, like uh, jingle all the way where it's like sure. instead of the parent going crazy looking for this, you know, present. It's the kid like, no, I have to get a Nintendo. I'm going to make this happen. Um, and it sounds super entertaining. And I'm really looking forward to watching this. I actually saw the trailer a couple weeks ago and. uh Drew, I didn't know if you knew about this movie. So it was one of those situations where I was like, I'm going to see if I can watch this movie before Drew does. <laughs> but you beat me to it this time. But no, that was just a random little thing in my head. But what were you I, saying? trying to beat me to certain movies. I, <laughs> no, it's not that it's just like I hadn't heard you mention it. And I was like, oh, this looks like a cool thing. Maybe I can bring this to the table. It wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't like that cutthroat, I guess. But uh, it I is got what it is. I got you. And then before we talk about Hawkeye, okay, what did I watch?
1: Anything else? I mean, yeah, I'm working through Cowboy Bebop. I'm working through He-Man. I didn't get, I was out of town over the weekend, so I didn't get to watch as much as I thought I'd get the chance to. Um, Yeah. No, so I did not. I'm working through Cowboy Bebop, which has been great so far. I'm working through He-Man, which has been great so far. Haven't finished. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. Nice. Um, so we have the first two episodes of Hawkeye to talk about. I'll get to that in a second. There is one thing I did read. Um, and that is, this is, this is too priceless. It's, it's DC's zombie books. So it's like, you know how Marvel has Marvel zombies? Um, yes. this is essentially DC's run at zombies. Um, and it's too perfect, but it's called deceased. Um, Sorry, oh, Marvel. OK, this sounds vaguely, <laughs> vaguely familiar. I, I kind of look at it this. Sorry, Marvel. I know you have Marvel zombies, but there's no way you are going to get a cooler title than deceased. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, yeah, we had uh, if you look at if you go back into D.C. history, they had Blackest Night, which had the, you know, the Black Lantern. Yeah and they're like uh, lantern zombies and stuff. Those are awesome. Believe me, those are amazing. This is, but that is like big picture DC universe, the black hand, the black Yeah, it's huge event. Yeah. Yeah. Huge event. This was kind of an isolated event where um, all hope is lost kind of stuff. Legit zombie horror thing. Um, it's six books. Um, I read through a pretty, it's a very fast read. Um, massive devastation. Like Batman actually dies. Uh, he gets taken out by the zombies. Um, and he's basically got Alfred on standby going, if the, if the, if the virus is able to take me over, you have to kill me. Um, give this to Damien so he could be the new Batman. Like, it's like there's dark stuff in this book. Mm -hmm. Um, but essentially what causes the zombie virus is, um, dark side tweaks, um, the anti-life equation and sends it back in a code and then it affects everybody and they become zombies and he infects everyone through our smartphones and computer screens and all that stuff. It that's was cool. It was, it was just a cool take on it. And I was, it was just, it, it was cool. I was really
0: like impressed with it and had a lot of fun reading it, knowing it's just an isolated thing. So yeah, it's um, a cool, it's a cool origin too, because so many zombie <laughs> movies nowadays are, um, they're always like viral outbreaks. Cause I guess that's just the most realistic explanation, but I do like to see, like, I don't even know what that's called, but yeah, the, the, uh, anti-life equation turned into a weird, like digital viral code. Like that's a really cool origin. And I even like to see like some, um, maybe like, you know, you know, the more like, uh, like spiritual zombies, if you will, like, you know, maybe some group of people does some giant satanic ritual and it causes a bunch of people to become zombies. Like you don't see stories like that. As often as I think uh, you should, I guess, <laughs> yeah, 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 if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was fun. Um, let's talk about Hawkeye real quick.
1: Um,
0: yes. What did you think
1: uh, right off the bat, dude? First impressions.
0: Well, right off the bat, I think um, based on the first episode alone, this might be my favorite Marvel show they've done so far. Wow. Like, and you say right off the bat, I thought the opening scene for this show was just – Amazing where it's establishing like Kate's uh, relationship with her parents and then going right into the um, the end of the first Avengers movie, you know, right into the Battle of New York with the Chitari invading. And, uh, you know, right away, you're establishing Kate and uh, Hawkeye's um, like her admiration for Hawkeye is established right as right away as well. And then you go into later on when she's. More of an adult. I'm actually not sure what age she's supposed to be. I'm assuming like late teens, like 16, 17, somewhere I around there. But like, I think she's like 20, 21, maybe. OK, yeah. And that's what I guess I wasn't sure. But I might have just not been I might have missed a line or it's something. The that way, it's the that, way it's
1: the way she's. It's the way her character is out and about. In the she, the world she she does makes, have her own apartment. And so, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, um, I know she's young, so.
0: Yeah, but. I guess what I was saying is the whole, um, her meeting like her mom's new boyfriend and then finding out that he's her fiance, um, at that big Christmas party they were at and kind of her, her kind of like sneaking around and she ends up into in this, uh, this sort of like underground black market, uh, auction and stuff. And she starts to realize like these people in this, uh, family that, uh, her mom's marrying into are kind of seedy and there's some darker stuff going on. And, uh, that whole situation I just thought was played out so well because you have the mystery of like, you know, where do we get to the bottom of this? I don't really think we've seen the bottom of, uh, all of that we're going to figure out about, um, her mom's fiance but you're there's also just the whole element of her having to sneak around and think on her toes and i don't know i i love a good movie that has some good sneak scenes and stuff and this show i think did you know really did that really well um and then you move into the second episode and i thought it was i i enjoyed the second episode a lot like it was just kind of continuing the story and it was great but i think it's that first episode really blew my mind and uh the second one i'm here for and i'm Just excited for more, honestly, but I've so far just been really enjoying the show. Um, Drew, what are your thoughts on it so far? So first off, I absolutely love the
1: uh, opening theme um, that like very catch me if you can, James Bonded (laughs) kind of a. cartoon artsy opening theme which very heavily pulls from the hawkeye art from the comic books that's Um, what
0: i was thinking yeah it does look a lot like uh one of the bigger runs that happened recently but uh yeah, yeah keep going
1: um i really enjoy that um i loved seeing i loved being getting a part of these characters together i like i love that opening sequence with her as a kid and then like you said the battle of new york that was amazing um from the from the trailer, when they teased the uh, Steve Rogers musical, um, I was like, man, I can't, I can't wait for this sequence. And then just like Jeremy Renner, I'm sitting in my seat going cringing at this going. Good God, did Broadway. Get it wrong. Um, <laughs> um it's the it's the translation to stage stuff sometimes is very cringy and it's like, ugh you know what I mean? um So I was. Yeah, right absolutely. Jeremy, I was right with Jeremy Renner on that one. And I thought that line was funny. He's like, well, they got it a little wrong. Ant-Man wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> and I like how the Ant-Man character was just wearing a T-shirt with the Pim Particle logo
0: on it. And that was it. um <laughs> I almost like felt like that scene was a little bit. Uh, Marvel kind of uh, laughing at itself, though, because of the, oh, totally. um, because of like the the Spider-Man musical. And that's I mean, there might have been other Marvel musicals, but to me, that's like the most well-known one. And that one yeah. was very poorly received, even though it literally had so much money and production going for it. And it had like you two writing the music <laughs> it's like, you know, one of the biggest bands in the world writing the music for it. And it just was poorly received. So I didn't know if they were just like. Yeah, yeah, like,
1: and and I thought the Taking same a thing. jab
0: at themselves, you know. I thought the same thing.
1: Um, Hawkeye. Uh, the uh the first two episodes together were great. Just to let everyone know, at the time of this recording, the third episode has not dropped yet. So that's why we can only talk about the first two. Um, the because we're recording just a tad early this week, but that's all right. Um, let's see. Uh, characters. So I was great to see his wife, uh, Linda Carlini, again. It was great to see the kids. Um, yeah, it's, you know, basically we get to see the Hawkeye show again, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> the uh, the Ronin suit was awesome. Seeing that uh, let's talk about characters that have gotten added in. So Lucky the dog, which I thought was kind of cute and funny. Um, obviously, <laughs> Kate, obviously, Kate Bishop and Hawkeye. Um, her stepdad, if you don't know, he he is essentially the swordsman from Marvel Comics. Um, and then um, Echo got it was the last thing we saw before they rolled credits in season in episode two. And that the the girl, that Asian girl, that's Echo. Um, OK, who when
0: later will get her own Disney Plus show. Uh, that's awesome. Was there anything in the show to let you know who that was or was this just you like knowing behind the scenes like that? That's who this is.
1: This is me knowing behind the scenes because, hey, kids, I read comic books.
0: (laughs) Um. (laughs) No, I hear you there because I was watching it and uh, I'm not really familiar with that character. So I was just kind of like, okay, uh, this is a significant character, obviously, but I don't know who this is. And so I felt like for the people who don't read and my, my blind spot's just like, I haven't read a ton of uh, Marvel stuff, but the people who don't read comics, I feel like it was played, which is, let's face it, the majority of the people watching the show, I feel like it was made up to be this really significant ending that was just totally lost on a lot of people. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> probably I what I'm thinking. So. I thought that, too.
1: I was like, without a name there, everyone was like, well, who was that? <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's and that's where Marvel is. Um, they're starting to get to the point in their shows and movies where uh, there's going to be a lot of characters that are not household names yet. And that's where uh, they're trying to build. They're they're in this new phase. And um, so we're going to see what sticks. But Um, that's
0: that's okay because (laughs) most of the original Avengers characters that they focused on weren't household names, you know, outside of. The Hulk and Captain America. I almost feel like none of them were really household names in that way, and they they did a really good job getting everybody to care and love about these characters. So they just have to do that twice.
1: (laughs) What were you going to say though? Well, I was going to say that you got to remember that Iron Man one, when that was announced, um, I don't know how well the 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 news was received that they were doing an Iron Man movie because he was not a household name at the time that the
0: movie was being
1: prepped. So,
0: yeah. And and you had Robert Downey Jr. uh, cast as the role who at the time wasn't he was kind of viewed as like a washed up actor, unfortunately. And Iron Man really kind of uh, gave his career a second wind, Um, you know, even though he was he was in Zodiac, for example, before that, before Iron Man, which I loved Zodiac. So I never thought he was a washed up actor, but I definitely talked to other people who yeah, yeah. He uh, he works at the newspaper in Zodiac. He's like, wasn't that uh, Mark, like Ruffalo? Jay, Mark Ruffalo? Ruffalo is one of the uh, detectives. Uh-huh. i watched. Zodiac. this is like one of my favorite. Movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I just no, watched no, no, it no. way too I, much, but uh,
1: sorry. I thought I had my characters flipped in the movie because I was like, yeah. didn't Mark Ruffalo work at the newspaper with Jake Hall? You're correct. I was I had him back.
0: Yeah. But they do have like a similar haircut, so I could definitely see. And it's not like the, your typical Robert Downey Jr. role. So, yeah, yeah, um, no, I, I know why I got him flipped. My bad. Good call. <laughs> it's all good. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, that was one uh, Mysterio, um, Iron Man and the Hulk were all trying to take it down the Zodiac Killer, which was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyways um
1: you know one of my favorite games to play like you know yes they have that six degrees of kevin bacon game yeah i've always i what i always liked doing with that game is it doesn't don't make it kevin bacon just make it any random two celebrities and see how many and try and get yeah. them together and try and do the six moves marvel has totally destroyed that game because everyone's in every marvel thing ever <laughs> <laughs> you know that's no, true like, it's just like, oh, yeah. well, he was in this Marvel movie with this guy in this Marvel movie, and that got him to this guy with that Marvel movie. It's like, holy cow, you know? Um, yeah. Anyway, um, how about this? I thought Haw- Hawkeye was great. I can't wait for more. Um, I don't know if I'll rank it in my favorites yet, um, but it's it's kind of inching that way. I just had a lot of fun watching it and can't wait to see where this plays out. So Nice. Yeah. Anyway, you want to talk some news? Because we got a bunch. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. You want to talk Marvel news since we're on the Marvel stuff right now? Yeah, it works for me. Cool. All right. So we got a bunch of we got a bunch of things bouncing around here. So is that Marvel? Yes, that's Marvel. Sorry. There's a couple stories that like I have full article clips. So I got to make sure I'm looking at the right thing. Nope, that's Star Wars. Yeah. OK, so let's talk about this first um tom holland will remain as the mcu's spider-man after no way home okay i'm gonna put this i'm gonna put the story (laughs) on pause i'm gonna put the story on pause real quick did you know san diego comic-con's going on at the moment
0: i saw something for it yeah and i was like i do is this the real (laughs) comic-con
1: What's going on here, you know? Yeah, <laughs> the reason I bring this up is because the news that normally comes out of San Diego Comic-Con is not dropping the way it usually is. And I'm not sure why. Um, mm. But I'm not, So that's why I'm saying I don't know if some of these stories, um, I don't really know what some of these stories, you know, um, if they're coming out of San Diego, or if they're being dropped by the sources anyway. Um, anyway, um, Sony producer Amy Pascal has explained that Even with Spider-Man No Way Home still to come, Sony is getting ready to make the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and Marvel. Okay, Yeah. I saw this and I thought it was very exciting. Then this story dropped. Sony confirms Tom Holland's future in the MCU. Now, before I read this, um, you got to remember that a few weeks ago, Tom Holland was like, I don't know how long I'm going to be playing Spider-Man. I don't want to stop playing Spider-Man. I just don't know what career there is. I don't have a contract after my Spider-Man movie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so sony confirms tom holland's future in the mcu we are getting ready to make the next spider-man movie with tom holland and we're thinking of this as a as three films and now we're going into the next phase or the next three it's not the last of our mcu movies so it's sony going we're going to play with marvel here we go um he caused uh holland caused a lot of talk with fans when he uh remained unsure about his future as Peter Parker, but looks like an any kit Pascal is confirming three more Spider-Man films. So aside from crossovers, we're getting three more Tom Holland, Spider-Man movies, which means in my head, we're going into college years, Peter Parker. Um, yeah. so that could be really cool because we're going into college years. I wonder if we could be getting clone saga stuff, especially dealing with the spider verse thing. Um, there's so many like story arcs in my head that we could be coming into. So I'm kind of curious to see where that goes, but I'm just excited that, Hey, he's got his contract figured out basically. Um, Yeah. And it sounds like, and it sounds like he will be playing Peter Parker when he's 30. Like he didn't want,
0: (laughs) 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 I don't think it's a bad thing. Like, I think it's, it's cool to see somebody take on a superhero role at a younger age. And, uh, you know, and we can mature with him as he keeps making movies. Like, it's kind of cool. I mean, I don't know truly how long this is going to last, but no, it, it'll be great to see him uh, play Spider-Man when he's 30. You know, why not? Um, and the whole college years thing and the clone saga potential that you just mentioned and all that. That sounds great, too. I'm just kind of con- I'm kind of wondering how. uh How attached they are to the home sort of uh, motif for all the (laughs) for all the titles of the films. But I don't know if uh, if No Way Home is closing a trilogy. And uh, once we're past this movie, we'll have like a, you know, a new sort of sequel Title motif, if you will. My guess is what you just said. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm kind of hoping. <laughs> to be because honest, <laughs> have three
1: movies under the Marvel banner under Tom Holland's initial contract, his contract officially is over. Renegotiation for more Spider-Man movies, which we now have that it's going to happen. We had three movies with a specific title motif. It closes a loop. It creates that trilogy for them. We got three more movies coming. It's time to move into a new era, of Spider-Man. So uh, it doesn't have to be uh, home-related titles,
0: <laughs> which I'm all here for because I'm—I don't know if I'm that certain why it originally was home-related titles, but uh, that's probably a conversation for a different day. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, and I have—I have no insight into that. Like, I
1: think the only insight my guess would be is the very first Spider-Man movie, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes, he went to Homecoming in the movie and it was revol- and the plot revolved around him trying to get the girl to go to the dance. The catch though, the the subtle behind the scenes thing is Spider-Man was not being made by Marvel for years. And it was their way of saying, welcome home Spider-Man back to Marvel.
0: Oh, see, I never I never made that connection. So that's actually really cool. That that was I don't know if I'm the only one who didn't make that connection, but that's actually pretty. awesome.
1: And I am proud. I could be wrong. But when they announced the title Spider-Man Homecoming, that is the first thing I heard was that's awesome. Welcome home, buddy. You know, like (laughs) (laughs) so. um, I just thought that was very subtle. And then we found out about the Homecoming dance stuff. But that's what I thought it was when I saw the. All Nice.
0: Um,
1: All right. Let's talk about the X-Men. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Disney wants to make an X Men movie. I mean, finally. <laughs> I know, finally. Kevin Feige does not. Kevin Feige is afraid that the X Men movie will suffer a similar fate to Eternals, which has been criticized for not doing enough character development with such a large cast. Kevin Feige would rather do X Men as a Disney Plus series to introduce the characters for later crossovers. Okay. Um this is what I'm going to say. I know Disney has a ton of uh uh history in making movies and television shows and they go way back to the beginning of a lot of people trying to get into the business. However, Kevin Feige when it comes to the uh, MCU is the Marvel master and I fully agree with him that X-Men would um be greatly received if they did it as a show on disney plus because you could have your yeah you can have your um smaller characters introduced through episodes but you could have your cyclops and Jean gray episode and then you can have your wolverine episode and then you can have your beast episode like centralized around a specific character and then all the little characters are in there but yeah. the major ones are all like You could literally have the episode titled Wolverine, and that's a Wolverine specific episode. Cyclops, Mm -hmm. Cyclops specific episode. You run six or seven of those in a row. You get your full team and then the little characters are sprinkled throughout and then you have all your characters. So when you do crossovers or the big events or however you want to do it, do an X-Men movie. But I think I agree that a show it would they would benefit greatly from doing a show.
0: Yeah, I was I was thinking a show as well. Or if they if they had to do it as movies, take more of the Avengers film. So you have your sort of Wolverine origin film, and then maybe you have, you know, you don't have to do individual films for every character, but maybe only focusing, on, focus on a couple characters for each film. Um, like professor X could probably have his own uh, original film as well and stuff. And then lead up to the giant X-Men team up Avengers level event film at the end. But A TV show probably would make more sense because outside of doing like a Wolverine movie and like a Jean Grey and Cyclops movie, like some of the X-Men characters probably don't need a full feature film behind themselves. But I mean, at the same time. Some people who are diehard fans of maybe some of the smaller X-Men characters might be pissed off at what I just said there too. But I think uh I think you know what I mean there. Well, I don't think
1: we need Jubilee at all. So you <laughs> you you Jubilee fans out there. <laughs> um sorry See, Jubilee, sorry, Jubilee fans, she is my least favorite X-Men, period.
0: <laughs> I I have no problem with Jubilee, and I feel like I kind of root for her in an underdog sort of sense. Like I want to see her do something really cool. I just have yet to see that really cool thing, you know, see, but I want to see her just, like, you just said it so perfectly. <laughs> I
1: have yet to see her do that. That cool thing. Because, well, I want to uh, see her yeah.
0: like shooting off Dragon Ball Z Kamehameha's at people <laughs> and stuff. And you never, at least from what I've read and the cartoon and stuff, I haven't seen that yet, you know, I know fireworks can be dangerous, but you, you bring her out for Fourth of July and then you
1: send her away um, <laughs> at any rate. Um, so let's uh, since we're on the Disney Plus route, here we go for this. Let's talk about um, Star Wars for a minute. There's some criticism about how it's not criticism that Dave Filoni and. Um, John Favreau are saving Star Wars with the shows we got with Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett. We got the Ahsoka series coming and, you know, those that lineup. Um, the criticism has come that because of the way Rise of Skywalker ended, there's nowhere for the series to go beyond Rise of Skywalker. It's kind of like fill in the gaps, but you can't go beyond that. Um, there's uh, from, this came from giant freaking robot that, um, it trusted sources, um, have, uh, confirmed that, um, JJ Abrams is producing a show for Disney plus that will sequel the star Wars sequel trilogy. So it'll pick up where that left off and carried on. Um, and I can totally see them trying to do something like this because one, where are those characters now? What's their result? What's, Left of the first order, what's now uh, the resistance, which would be, I guess, the new republic. How that goes beyond <clears throat> um, beyond the sequel trilogy, which I would be cool. They spent all that money on stormtrooper armor and stuff. They might as well use it. You know what I mean. Um, so hopefully that's a thing because I think that'd be cool to explore. Um, but I just thought that was worth pointing out because. Um, Abrams looks like he might be going back. I don't know if it won't be a director chair thing. It'll be a production thing. But um, thoughts? Yeah,
0: it's def- it definitely has some potential uh, when you said, you know, what's left of the first order, like what's going on there. That's kind of uh, what really sparked my imagination, because I think the great thing about Star Wars is you can always pick up different. It's such a vast galaxy and there's so many characters you can really explore the fates of and you can kind of fill in all these little gaps between movies and big parts of the story. Like, I'm just thinking of uh, Mandalorian. Like, at the beginning, I remember the first episode of Mandalorian. There was just, like, a line of dialogue that let you know, like, okay, this is post-Return of the Jedi. These are different characters, though. Let's see where we go from here. And I just kind of really love... Um, I I love how expansive Star Wars is and the timeline is really important. But I think even though like maybe the main sort of Skywalker saga or anything to do with Palpatine, maybe it's hard to expand from that. You can really take maybe new characters or some of the characters we know and you can really find new stories to tell within that timeline. So I think, uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Uh, J.J. Abrams definitely has a really great track record on starting shows off to get up and running. So yeah, we'll see where this goes. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about uh, a Star Wars
1: rumor. Um, So I say this is rumor because I can see them wanting to do something like this. And with influence from Dave Filoni, I think something like this could happen. However, Dave Filoni learned at the foot of George Lucas. Like he basically sat there and George Lucas taught him how to tell Star Wars properly and Dave Filoni is essentially the new George Lucas over at Lucasfilm. Yeah. Um, there is a rumors saying that um, there is a Disney Plus series coming specifically being told about Mara Jade. Um, mm-hmm. For those of you Star Wars, for those of you not in the know about Mara Jade, she is also known as the Emperor's Hand, who was a uh, force sensitive individual that the Emperor trained in the ways of the Force. Um, specifically to be his uh, dark side assassin. Um, And she was specifically tasked with killing Luke Skywalker prior to um, Darth Vader, trying to bring him to the dark side. Um, So Mara Jade went to hunt down Luke Skywalker. And if you follow the books and uh, lore beyond the movies, she was at Jabba's palace and saw how powerful Luke was and decided not to try and kill Luke Skywalker. And then later her and Luke, um, end up meeting. Uh, they go on this whole big adventure in the uh, Timothy Zahn trilogy, uh, Heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising and the Last Command, and then they eventually fall in love, get married, have kids, and take down the remains of whatever evil forces are out there. Um, George Lucas has gone on uh, record several times saying that he does not like Mara Jade. That's why I say it's a rumor. <laughs> I don't really know how to you know, take it. Um, I think it'd be cool to see um, you cannot do a Mara Jade show without Luke Skywalker. So if you're going to do it, you better have a plan for a young Luke Skywalker. How you are going to handle that? Um, hopefully um, they have that figured out or that's part of the situation. Um, I really like Mara Jade as a character, but I'm going to be sitting there with all the other fans who are fans of the Timothy Zahn series. If you screw this up, we are going to be royally angry. Um <laughs> So Mara Jade needs to be done right and it needs to be handled very,
0: very carefully. So um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't, I don't think I could add anything to that, but yeah, absolutely. Well said. And I loved the, uh, the part on, if you do this and you screw it up, we're going to be royally angry. That was a really funny sort of, I really
1: don't know how to say it, but (laughs) don't mess that up because if you mess that up, it's gonna mess up a lot of things, Star Wars, and the last thing Star Wars fans need right now is things to be messed up and more and and d- decisiveness within the uh, within the fan group. Um, the Book right. of
0: Boba Fett looks pretty badass, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just it to does. try to turn it on a positive edge. Yeah, that's does. Looks and great. Uh, Book of Boba Fett is vastly approaching, so
1: can't wait for that. Um, mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about some DC news real quick, and then I got a couple quick hits. Okay. Uh, First, D.C. news. Uh, Wonder Woman three plot um, or like synopsis kind of got thrown together. Um, We can exclusively share what the film will take, that the film will take place in the present and focus on Asteria finding Diana and recruiting her to help out an old ally who's gone insane. Uh, This is Arian. Arian is a hero of both Themyscira and Atlantis which bridges the two worlds together in a way Atlantis, meaning looks like we're going to get to see possibly Aquaman in the wonder woman film, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Cause I believe they teased that already. Um, uh, however, when he goes insane, he wreaks havoc on thin and has his sights set for Atlantis. This also puts the two worlds at odds with each other. Hmm. When was the last time I saw in the comic books, the and Atlantis at odds with each other? Flashpoint. Very similar to Flashpoint. And guess what we have <laughs> along coming along the way is the Flashpoint. Absolutely. <laughs> so when I read this, I was like, ooh, um, we're gonna like use Flashpoint. We're gonna set up the Atlantean Amazonian War, and then it's gonna spill over from there. That sounds awesome. Um so we are dealing with the darkest timeline. Um speaking of dark timelines. Do you remember when I said J.J. Abrams had a cryptic post where he released the picture of the clapperboard with um, that weird Justice League photo behind the
0: clapperboard? No, I don't remember that. But I do remember when you said it about Zack Snyder releasing a photo like that. Yes, yes, <laughs> Zack Snyder. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm what? just kidding. I couldn't help myself. No, yep, Zack Snyder. My, my, my bad.
1: Um, it's bad. Okay, good. anyway. That was actually like a thing to like congratulate like Wonder Woman on like an anniversary of like, hey, it's been X number of years since we put her on movies for our universe, that kind of thing. Um, Or was it? Or was it? It's the question. But that's what he said. (laughs) The real cryptic. No, I hear you. The real cryptic one is his Thanksgiving Day post. I specifically say this because he posted a photo of the turkey. A cooked turkey just came out of the oven getting ready to carve and saying, you know, basically to say, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, And he just says, thankful behind the turkey. And if you zoom into the picture and fans have started pointing this out, it is blurry. But if you zoom into the picture behind the turkey, you will see a stack of notebooks. And underneath the notebooks, you will see a copy of the graphic novel for DC's final crisis. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Now, I actually saw this on Twitter. Uh I keep going, though. Now, Zack Snyder is known for cryptic tweets uh, and
1: cryptic posts. Everyone wants the Snyderverse continued. Everyone wants to know about that, you know, uh, nightmare timeline and all that stuff from the from Batman v Superman and the Snyder cut. Um, seeing that made me go. Are we really doing Final Crisis? This is going to be amazing. Is this happening? Is that his way of saying, haha, check it out, guys. Look what I'm working on. <laughs> um, there's no way. There's no way he's cooking his Thanksgiving dinner
0: with a Final Crisis graphic novel just waiting to turn pages between basting. Um, <laughs> OK, the, the Thanksgiving dinner thing is a good point, because I do think Zack Snyder does post a lot of cryptic stuff. Like, I feel like it was. Probably since uh, production started on Batman v. Superman, I kind of started paying a lot of attention to Zack Snyder online, and he does put stuff out there with hidden meanings and stuff like that. But then at the same time, I think, well, he is a regular guy, and it's possible that he's he was just reading Final Crisis, and he just had that sitting on the, on the uh, table, and everybody's just looking into it too far. But I think you're right. There's no way he was reading that. <laughs> yeah, reading pages of that between uh, – you know, him mashing potatoes or something like that, you know, at no. the same time. Like,
1: you no, he turned to his wife, Deborah, and said, can you get me that stack of books and put it right here so I can take this picture?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah, um, I don't even think he said I think he said to uh, Deborah, like, OK, this is what we're going to do and this is going to be hidden in the background. And she was probably all for it because they seem based on yeah. interviews, they seem to be really on the same wavelength with stuff like that. So, no, okay. really awesome story. Uh, Anyways, and hopefully this leads to something cool. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, OK, you're a Power
1: Rangers kid. Did yeah, you? sure. <laughs> um, so a new connected universe of Power Rangers TV shows and movies is coming to Netflix. Um, I don't know where they're going to stem from the uh, old stuff or the new stuff or like anything middle ground. But you're if for those people looking for a connected Power Rangers universe. You're about to get it. Um, I don't know yeah, what your I'm, thoughts are because you're you're more into Power Rangers than I was. So
0: <laughs> I'm definitely more into it than you. And I really love the uh, the original Mighty Mighty Morphin series is what I've watched the most of. Um, yeah, it's this is an interesting story. I'm curious it really leaves me with more questions than ever than anything, because I guess I didn't realize that the previous Power Rangers shows and movies weren't connected. I guess I always assumed they were, (laughs) but I I don't know if this is just like, they
1: were too. So
0: yeah. And I don't know if this is just like Netflix is going to have a new Power Rangers show and they're also going to be incorporating elements of everything. Um, Yeah. I'm not, I'm not really sure, but uh, I guess we'll see what, what happens. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely like Power Rangers, but I'm not like, I don't, watch every new series and stuff like that you know what i mean so
1: sure um all right so universal is going to make another run at a new monster movie sweet and the realm of universal making monster movies you got to understand that this is going to be a universal monster movie which means it's got to go classic right Mm -hmm. right okay so absolutely the movie will be titled renfield now, the, the dramatic pause there is, are you trying to figure out where Renfield fits into the monster movies? Yeah, actually yes, I am, but. Okay, <laughs> Renfield Renfield is Dracula's little, like, assistant. If you go into okay. your horror lore or your vampire lore or, like, the, just the history of monsters uh, and folklore, Renfield was the guy who basically helped Dracula out, whether that be moving the coffin around, protecting him, that kind of stuff. If you watch the original Nosferatu, Renfield was the one eating the flies all the time. Um at any rate, so they're making a movie, it'll be titled Renfield. Nicholas Holt will be playing Renfield. Um the real question is who will be playing Dracula? Any guesses? Yeah, absolutely. Any guesses? Uh Adam Sandler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I like how you went that direction. Um, well, that was the last time I had to come up with somebody ridiculous. I went with Adam Sandler. So. But he, he did play Dracula in Hotel Transylvania, didn't he? So he, he I did. guess I'm not too so far off the mark. He did. That's not
1: too far off the bat. No, uh, Nicolas Cage will be playing Dracula. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. But I also like <laughs> thinking about Nicolas Cage now and then thinking about like seeing him in the history of swear words. And then it just made me realize absolutely why not
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, it's it's one of those things that could go either way because i've seen nicholas cage amazing and then i've seen him do like really laughable performances but i'm not against this you know i know that's the thing i'm not against this either so
1: we'll see how this plays <laughs> out i guess
0: <laughs> um but any anyway. rate um, so is this going to are they completely rebooting the sort of universal monster verse? Are they if, Is well, this going to thing. be a continuation from the mummy?
1: Well, that's the thing. If they if it's a continuation, they have to include the mummy. Otherwise, they have to do a reboot, which would be another reboot. Um, so there's not much out there. So I was just like it's more to dig up for a later story. But I was like, Nicolas Cage is playing Dracula. OK, here we go. Um and I was thinking to myself, it's not that crazy of an idea. Yeah. So and Universal Monsters better. As long as it's a better
0: Dracula than Van Helsing Dracula, I'll be OK with it. <laughs> um, and Universal Monsters is just that's a shared universe I really want to see on screen. So I'm excited that they're still at least pursuing this project. Yeah, um, it's just an issue know, of selling that's, it. That's the problem. So. Like, yep.
1: they got to sell it. Like, they couldn't sell it with the mummy. So, they got to, how we, how we, they have to find a way to sell it, basically. That's why my, that, that was my point.
0: Yeah. No, no, I, I absolutely agree. But, um, I don't know. Just keep throwing stuff at the wall, see what sticks, I guess. <laughs> and we'll go from there. <laughs> well, that's a good point, too. Um, well, that's it for the news, man. You want to
1: talk about the list tonight? Yeah. Let's go for it. Cool. All right. Ryan, um, as always, do us a favor because it is list time. So, roll the thing. The top five. Okay, Peter, this yes. was your list. So, um, you want to explain your idea here? Yeah, absolutely. Because so this I, is. I'd of... rather you explain it than me because <laughs> I, I I don't know if I took this list It's the way you wanted me to. So <laughs> go ahead.
0: Oh, interesting. So this is a list that um, I don't know. I was really thinking about. It's honestly, I feel like a couple episodes ago, Drew, you mentioned something about Alien versus Predator, and I think that's what spawned my idea for this list, because I always love, even though movies that are you know one character versus each other or one faction versus another one aren't always the greatest i just really love the concept i love the discussion about you know who would win in a fight this character or that and stuff and so i started thinking of other versus movies and uh you know maybe on the higher end of the spectrum spectrum we have stuff like batman v superman dawn of justice but then we also have like alien versus predator requiem or freddie versus jason on the lower end of the spectrum which i actually really like both of those movies but i know they're not like highly regarded pieces of like artistic film or whatever (laughs) however you want to phrase it but i just thought it would be fun to talk about what sort of versus battles would you want to see on the big screen you know what characters would you want to see fight each other done as a big budget major motion picture or you know if you want to take the alien versus predator route what sort of uh Group of aliens or different fantasy races or, you know, really what from pop culture do you want to see Duke it out on the big screen is really what this is. This is a list that I thought was really fun to put together. I think it's going to be fun to talk about um, and I have no idea where we're going to go from here. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what your thoughts are, Mm -hmm. Drew. (laughs) So. When I was uh, putting this together, I was thinking, like you said, like,
1: you know, Jason, uh, Freddy versus Jason and Alien versus Predator and Kong versus Godzilla and Batman versus Superman. And we've we've had these before. Yeah. We also like have had eons of who would win in a fight conversations, because if you're not in the comic book nerd world. Or you just kind of like, oh, I like the Marvel movies and you talk about it with your friends or like your niche sections of the universe or, oh, Harry Potter here and Lord of the Rings here. and like. But if you're a part of the whole thing, the endless hours of who would you want, who would want to fight conversations that you have with your nerd friends is ridiculous. So <laughs> <laughs> now I had to quantify some of those thoughts and put them into a movie format. OK. Um, so that's kind of how I tackled this. And I did my absolute best to stay away from comic book related stuff. The reason I say that is because because of the sheer number of comic book movies we have right now, the sheer number of comic book television shows we have right now. Um, I figured it'd be kind of. Boring to sit and have conversations about who would win in a fight and do the comic book stuff. Yeah. Yeah. By all means, if you want to have a comic book related conversation about that, let's do a whole show on who win in a fight, <laughs> just bounce stuff back and forth and really debate it. I'm totally down for that. But I figured for something like this, we're trying to make a movie. We're trying to tell a story, you know, just Wolverine versus Hulk. We all want to see it. We might get it one of these days. But because we might get it one of these days, I didn't think it was worth me saying, "Ooh, I want that because there's a chance that's coming. You know, absolutely. Um, so I tried to stay away from comic book related Um, and then there's something else I was going to say there, but yeah, that's just, that's just how I kind of tackled it. So,
0: well, I think it sounds like you put a lot more thought into your (laughs) list than I did because I just kind of thought, okay, who would be really cool to see Duke it out as well as just thinking of in movie format, just besides just thinking of the actual fight, like seeing the big budget special effects and stuff like that on the big screen. That's really where my my mindset was. And I only have about three or four picks that are (laughs) including honorable mentions. Only about three or four of them are comic book related. So (laughs) there's still a lot
1: of comic book talk. But, yeah, I have one that is comic book related, but it's only half comic book related. Okay. Um, and I and I literally like thought out storylines for everything except for <laughs> <one of> them. <laughs> so, um, yeah, anyway, um, how ma- I have two honorable mentions. I do as well. So, OK, uh, I guess it's my turn. I got to go first. So here's what I'm going to do. My first honorable mention um, is Justice League versus the Avengers. Um, oh, the, yeah, of course. The, the, the reason this is an honorable mention is a couple things. First off, we all absolutely want this. We are never going to get this. Um, you might get this on a comic book form. If there's some like cool, like contractual, hey, let's play nice and put out one book for fun. Why not? But otherwise you're never going to get it. Um, so we, yeah. could, we could enjoy it. We could want it. We could really wish it to happen and stuff and speculation. It's just going to be fun to have those conversations. Um, but I wanted to throw it out there. And that's kind of like that's not my one comic book one that I'm talking about. I just was like, as much as I want it, it's not going to happen so I don't even wishful think it um, so yeah jla versus avengers and besides no, this, besides the first done. 20 minutes of the movie they're going to fight and then they're going to realize they have to take down the big bad because it's going to be <laughs> thanos and dark side teaming up you know what i mean <laughs> so. that's
0: honestly what i was going to say is you know they're going to team up somehow because of a common enemy and i was really the more interesting conversation is actually who are the enemies going to be? Because, you know, it's going to be at least one DC villain and one Marvel villain. And if we're yeah. lucky, we'll get multiples. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, Thanos and Dark Side that would make for a really cool story. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I, <laughs> I mean, what would happen? I agree with this one. I don't know. For some reason, I didn't think of it while putting together, my list together. But it's like the classic. Like, it should have been my first go-to. And I think it's just because the last, like year or two I do feel like I'm a little bit on superhero overload where we have so many shows and so many superhero movies so maybe that's why it wasn't at the forefront of my thought process but this is like this is definitely one of the top five like best movie crossover events you would want to see like this is a great pick
1: um yeah so anyway what's uh your first
0: <laughs> so my Sorry, first I one just,
1: I don't want to dwell on that because we could be on that for the rest of the night I know I
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, my first pick is a total cheat because it already exists in comic book form. But it would just be a really cool movie to see. Um, a little bit ago, I mentioned Freddy vs. Jason, that movie. Well, they have a comic book that's Freddy vs. Jason versus Ash from yeah. uh, Evil Dead. And that's just what I picked for my first honorable mention. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to see the Freddy versus Jason versus Ash movie? That would be amazing. Probably will never happen, but it does exist as a comic, which is pretty awesome as well. So I don't have too much to say about this one. I just thought it would be a fun, fun thing to see. Nice.
1: Um, all right. So my next one is this is another one that comes up in conversation a lot. But I'm going to say this no matter how much we want to <laughs> debate this. No one actually wants this, and that is Star Wars versus Star Trek. Um, Ooh, OK. The reason being is because as fun as it is to speculate, they're going to piss off somebody. <laughs> um, and we, I know we like the Wars versus the Trek conversations and the uh, Star Wars fans versus the Trekkers <laughs> conversations, and that battle has always been fun and stuff like that, but... I feel like you're going to praise one over the other by mistake or you're going to downplay one over the other by mistake. And it's going to be a lot of mismatched nonsense. So just ignore it all together and let us have our fun conversations. So as much as we know, we're not going to get that one. Um, and by the way, my list does not get that one. Like I like I said, I drew stories for all of these Um But Star Wars versus Star Trek, as fun as it would be, you're going to just anger fans. So just leave it alone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a good point. It's definitely a good pick for an honorable mention, though. And I think another big issue you'll run into is tonally. How do you approach this movie? Because Star Wars and Star Trek, as much as they're, you know, the two big like the two biggest space exploration sort of sci fi franchises They're also very different tonally, you know, where Star Trek is a much more maybe realistic um, concept of this sort of science fiction future. And Star Wars is more of this crazy fantasy space adventure. And I don't know if they tonally would match up that well for a crossover film, even though. This is one of the most talked about things in the in this sort of uh, eternal converse like nerd conversation. So it's definitely a really good pick for an honorable mention. But I do see the uh, sort of flaws with even attempting this. Like, how do you even approach it in the first place? You yeah. know? Yep. Yep.
1: Um, Sweet. All right. So first picks of the night. Oh, sorry. You still got an honorable mention. I'm sorry. I'm
0: just yes. the- I'm excited. No, it's all good. Okay. <laughs> It's all good. My my next honorable mention, I don't have too much to talk about it anyways, but uh, I went with the current um, sort of legendary monster verse. So this is the like Godzilla, King Kong, like all those characters and have a versus movie with them versus Pacific Rim. Maybe those characters versus Jaegers from Pacific Rim, I think it would be pretty cool. Both both franchises are owned by Legendary as far as I know. So I mean, maybe someday we will get a sort of Godzilla versus Pacific Rim movie or something like that. But this one was just too much of a it could possibly happen. And it's just too fun of a concept that I had, to, you know, I had to mention this one,
1: you know, and I this is one that crossed my mind when I was putting my list together. But I was yeah. like, no, not good enough for the list. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, we on to actual picks. <sighs> yes. All right. So I didn't write. I didn't make up titles for these. I just came up with cool um, concepts here. So my first one is Indiana Jones versus Lara Croft. Um, Oh,
0: that's a good one.
1: And and you got to remember that these these are movies where if you think about how these movies work, it's not always just killing each other. It does sometimes turn into the it starts with the fight. It starts with the versus part, and then they always end up teaming up so i was totally thinking of indiana jones in a modern sense we got to bring indiana jones into the modern world and him and lara croft are competing to get that um archaeological religious artifact whatever it is yeah um and then turns out whatever mystical energy or power that is is imbued in this object is drawing the attention of some military superpower or some nonsense and they have to team up to take down whether it's the Nazis or Russians or you know what I mean whatever's happening maybe it's Hydra I don't know but Indiana Jones versus Lara Croft starts that way and then they get the team up so
0: yeah (laughs) any any anything I could say about this one you've kind of summed up in your (laughs) scenario there because I was going to mention like it might not be a physical fight, you know, they might be competing to retrieve some kind of artifact, but you already said that. So it's all good. Yeah. This is an awesome matchup. It's, it's like a no brainer. Like this works in every way. So why don't, they, why don't they, they do this? You know, this is a, this is a great idea. So definitely a good pick. Yeah. Anyway. so what's yours? Yeah. So my first pick I can keep pretty short because this one's another sort of no brainer. This is almost too much of a no-brainer that I think it's a cheat, but I just went with Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat. Let's bring All the right. Street Fighter characters in the Mortal Kombat universe and have a big crossover film with tons of fight scenes and like, like I want to see uh, Blanca and Goro duke it out, you know? And I want to see the different yeah. Street Fighter characters go up against the Mortal Kombat characters. Like that would be so fun. I don't know that I think this movie would be good. Um, but I do think it would be a yeah. lot of fun maybe in the, the B movie sort of just badass action scene sort of sense. I don't know if you have any thoughts on this one, Drew. This probably will never happen. But who doesn't want this ha- to happen? You know, <laughs> no,
1: this is actually this is one I did not think about. Um, and yeah, you know, you want to see Chun-Li like, you know, I, I, you know, it'd be awesome to see Liu Kang fly into that bicycle kick. But chun Li's like, uh-uh, and then she does that. Yeah. Crazy- kick thing and just pound his ass into the floor or then you know like um or like right like
0: you have like i'll keep going no go ahead i was gonna say uh scorpion versus like dalsim like with okay, like stretching like that could be a cool one yeah scorpion versus dalsim would be awesome but
1: like in general <laughs> like Um, M. Bison versus Shao Kahn, that'd be that'd be like a really absolutely, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I totally didn't think about this, but Street Fighter would have to go into Mortal Kombat because of the tournament. Street Fighter would have to be defending
0: the realm of Earth. So um, that's the only way you would make that movie work. So absolutely. And there's there's almost like you could come up with all these different plot threads. Like maybe you could have this crazy plot about how all the sort of. Mortal Kombat champions from like our Earth realm have like fallen and they had to go outside of the box and, uh, you know, recruit new champions or however you want to phrase it. You could make I mean, Mortal Kombat lore is so cool and so easy to expand on. They could definitely do some really cool things. So, by the way,
1: by the way, to all you Hollywood studios that are listening right now, I know (laughs) we're literally giving you free stories So please throw us a bone if you decide to take any of these and make a movie on.
0: Um, Yeah, absolutely. um, All right.
1: So my next one is James Bond versus Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt's the main character in the Mission Impossible films. Um, Nice. True, crazy espionage. You have MI6 (laughs) versus a CIA offshoot. Both agents like gunning it, Uh, you know, they – They're both on a mission where they cross each other's paths. Both don't like each other. You know, the alpha male nonsense. You have the versus fight scene. But then because of some crazy villains master plan that doesn't make a lot of sense, like normal James Bond films, they have to come together and take down the evil superpower. And then you create a international um, spy agency with them, kind of uh, the, the people that spearheaded the idea of them working together. So I don't know. That's that's no, where I was at with that.
0: No, absolutely. And I, I'm just waiting for the fight scene between the two of them where, it's almost like down to one of their final breaths. But then they they pull out that gadget that you were introduced to earlier in the film and you forgot about. <laughs> but they pull out that gadget right in time to save their ass. And then eventually they team up. I think this is a really fun concept. This is one that I didn't even think of while coming over this list. So definitely a good call there. <laughs> I have a feeling we're not matching at all. Um, what you, <laughs> I don't think so either. Cause I have a lot of weird ones, but, uh, yeah, my next what's pick your next pick. Yeah. My next pick is kind of a no brainer. I've actually seen it in live action, but I think they could do a big movie that would be better than the version we have now. And that is power Rangers versus Ninja turtles. <laughs> so Fox kids actually had, I believe it was Power Rangers in Space. It might be Power Rangers Lost Galaxy, but I think it was when the Power Rangers in Space series was airing. They It was at the same time as the uh, Ninja Turtles The Next Mutation, I believe, was the name of the show, which was the Saban produced live-action Ninja Turtles show that was – really horrible. Like I've even tried watching it, you know, because I'm like, well, I love the live action Ninja Turtles movies. And then you watch the show and it's just unwatchable. But regardless, if you're going to watch anything from either of those shows, watch the crossover they did because they were both, these are both shows produced by Saban. And they did an episode where it was power Rangers versus Ninja Turtles. And I think it's one of those situations where it starts off where they're fighting each other. And then, they have to unite and uh, the turtles basically team up with the power Rangers to fight one of the power Rangers enemies. And uh, they end up going to the power Rangers in that series had this weird like space station base that they go end up going to and they fight the bad guy. And the episode literally ends with the Ninja turtles surf <laughs> surfing out in space away from the power Rangers ship. And it's just a beautiful, happy ending, but If you did this in live action form and maybe took the uh, maybe the tone and design work and stuff on the recent um, live action Power Rangers movie and combined that with like maybe the Michael Bay produced Ninja Turtles movies that we've got. I just think there's some really fun stuff you can do there. The Ninja Turtles. After they defeated the this, this, uh, Shredder in their original comic books, they go straight to space right after that. They go to to space. They fight Triceratons. It's a really fun story arc. And then they come back down to Earth, and then they're fighting uh, Krang aliens and stuff like that. And I think those space sci-fi elements could pair really well with the Power Rangers, even though on paper you're like, what? Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers. But I do think <laughs> it makes sense when you actually look into it. So, uh, Yeah. <laughs> On paper, it's going to make sense no matter what. It always makes sense on paper. (laughs) It's when you
1: have to verbally say it that you're like, what was I thinking? Um, Look, I'll tell you that the only way a movie like this works for me is if the Ninja Turtles get Zords. um, And then they all come together to make the like the mega turtle or however you want to put
0: it. Um, See now, that's a cool idea. Yeah, like this, this could sell so many toys. I like where you're going with
1: this. <laughs> it's all about selling the toys. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. So my next pick for the night, um, if you don't mind me moving on. No. Is, yeah. This is this is one that I think that I hope you didn't think of because, and this is my one comic book one. I do not have a storyline for this. This is because when I say this out loud, your brain's gonna your brain's gonna write the story on its own. I just don't have a good storyline, but it's Blade versus Selene from Underworld. Ooh, okay. uh, And I literally was just vampire hunter versus everyone's favorite vampire from the Underworld. Series. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just like what a crazy, dark, amazing. Like I just was like <sighs> I literally am like just looking at my movie shelf and I'm like, who would go good together? Just kind of like scanning it real quick. I was like, OK, Blade, who could he fight? And then when I got to Underworld, I was like, no way.
0: So <laughs> I don't have too much to say about it. This just seemed like a no brainer. So Well, the, the main point okay. of this is, one, they need to make more Blade stuff, which I know they are, which is awesome because Blade's just a great character. But then, yeah. two, like, I'm just interested in how it would play out because – I feel like Blade would be trying to he'd have to be trying to accomplish something and somehow get caught up in this underworld um you well, know that's a centuries thing. long war between uh, werewolves and vampires and I yeah. my mind's like is he going to choose sides or is he going to stay neutral or how is he going or to is he react gonna, to this he going to
1: understand the threat of the lichens as well you know when you think of Blade 2 where he had to team up with the vampires to take down those like weird hybrid vampire thing yeah you know what i mean he might you know so you never know i don't know this just sounded like a no-brainer when i was trying to piece one of these things together so
0: no it's it's definitely one where there's a lot of different storylines you could do but it's not like you hear it and you just think like automatically oh that's this is how it would play out but then it's also just you know this would be just a really cool movie to watch i could have that cool dark gritty underworld sort of tone with blade in it it'd just be awesome so oh gotcha yeah. okay <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, i guess right. i what could move have? into my next one yeah um so my next one this is a crossover movie that i've honestly seen a lot of people talk about online on different like forums and stuff like that and it's really random and i don't think it'll ever happen but i went with critters versus gremlins <laughs> if you're going to take two sort of mini latex monster movies, you know, who are the biggest names in that genre? I feel like it's critters and gremlins and why not let's have critters of invade earth while there's a gremlins outbreak going on. This could get interesting. Um, I also like the idea of like, why are the critters coming to earth? Are they just coming to kill people and eat people and wreak havoc? Or is there some sort of, Goal They're trying to accomplish and in a perfect world, <laughs> in my perfect world where I can see any movie made that I want to, I would want the critters sort of to be trying to hunt down some sort of ancient art- artifact or something that's somehow related to the gremlins past or origin, because I think it would be cool to have a movie that explores more where the gremlins come from. But uh, this one, I just think this is going to be bonkers. This is going to be hilarious. This is going to be fun. Uh, Drew, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, this concept. Um, so this is like fantastic. Uh, the I uh, My
1: big question with this is what holiday are you going to set this around? <laughs> <laughs> Probably flag day. Probably <laughs> no, flag I day. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was thinking, as soon as you said Gremlins, I'm like, ooh, this could be a Christmas movie. And
0: I'm like, no, they've already done the Gremlins Christmas movie. Which holiday should we focus around? Um, it's no, got to something th- random, like it's got to be Thanksgiving. Because I feel like Critters isn't really Halloween related, but because it's horror, it is. And then Gremlins is Christmas related, so it's got to be something out of left field, you know? Yeah. So Flag Day. <laughs> or, or Fourth of July because the uh, critters could be landing,
1: could be coming down in the fireworks, and like their you know ship could be masked by the fireworks. Yeah. So I don't know. I just <laughs> or
0: or like I'm also picturing like a uh, maybe like around Easter and there's like some big mall Easter display with like giant eggs, but then you have some you know random gremlins eggs mixed in there, and that could make for a really cool sort of uh, horror sequence there. I don't really know. <laughs> The possibilities are endless with this is really what I'm gathering. I know. And again, we
1: gave you all this free story content anyway. um, All right. So my next one, this has no big story to it because it's a zombie film. Um, But this movie is uh, John Wick versus zombies. Um, (laughs) The (laughs) only. The only reason this sounds amazing is because if you watch John Wick and you see him like go through a room with just a pistol, one shot, the amount of people he can one shot, the way he can clear a room with just a handful, like a couple pistols. I would love to see him deal with a zombie horde and just <laughs> fight his way through. So John Wick versus zombies. But you don't you could even you don't have to just have John Wick. Think about the John John Wick movies. You know, one, two, three. We got four on the way. Eventually, it's going to get ridiculous and he's going to have to rescue his dog from a horde of zombies. And he's going to have to use all the friends he made along the way. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: mean, (laughs) there's no there's no other place that these movies could lead to. No, um, no, I think this is a really fun concept. It's great. Um, I don't know if I can even add anything to it, but good call. Like just how the action. This would be worth it. <laughs>
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Anyway, uh, what's your next one? Yeah, so my next one is uh it's really weird, but um we talked about uh Universal Monsters a little bit ago and we talked about Van Helsing and uh my next move my next idea kind of keeps the whole Van Helsing Universal Monsters concept in mind because what I want to see is a giant movie filled with a bunch of cryptids with <laughs> cryptozoological <laughs> animals. And they're all like engaged in this giant sort of battle royale sort of war. So it's basically all the cryptids versus each other. But, you know, because cryptids you have, you know, cryptids. you have this. What's that? Cryptids versus cryptids. <laughs> essentially. Okay. that's not a bad title, actually. Um, But because you have, you know, you have you'll have Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster and uh, the Mothman and El Chupacabra and all these characters fighting each other. You're going to need that human element. You're going to need that character you can relate to. So when I was thinking of this movie, I was thinking, well, who would be the Van Helsing of uh, (laughs) cryptozoological animals? And I don't know that I have an answer, but I think he would be one of those sort of Backwoods conspiracy bunker, sort of like redneck guys who has like a ton of guns and ammos and is just ready to find Bigfoot and kill him. So I haven't necessarily crafted the character yet, but I just want to see the sort of redneck conspiracy bunker Van Helsing who uh, is trying to mitigate this giant cryptid war go- going on in the backwoods of Virginia. I don't know. I picked a random state, but you know, <laughs> you can see where yeah, I'm yeah. going with, going here. <laughs> Yeah, no, I got
1: you. No. So what you want to do is take uh, the guys who hunt Bigfoot versus the cryptids. That's ultimately the movie you're looking for.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's just going to have a lot of gore and latex effects and it's just going to be a great. Yeah. yeah B movie, just great time. You know, that's funny. All right.
1: <laughs> um, so for my final one, this is the one with the big story. This is the one that I really that I thought out a little bit more. Um, And this one, when I was when you gave me this and I was literally like staring at the wall trying to figure out like cool ideas, I thought this one literally just jumped off the shelf. And I was like, there's no way we can't talk about this. But this is a video game one. So, yes, we're giving away movie related stuff, but I'm also giving away a video game one um, because I see the co-op potential and everything we're talking Master Chief versus the Doom Slayer. Wild. Okay,
0: That's awesome.
1: So here we go. The chiefs landed on the next Halo and uh, the Covenant are there and he's trying to battle through the Covenant and in the midst of it, they succeed in firing off the Halo ring. But something goes wrong because the chief was in the process of blowing it up when they fired it off and it rips up. uh it creates a rift in space time and out come the demons ripping nice. hell itself and then the demons start invading the halo and they realize that the halo is movable so they decide to try and angle it towards earth and the Doomslayer follows them out because he was in the middle of battling them and the chief and the Doomslayer see each other and they think that they're enemies and in the midst of their battle they realize no we're both trying to save humanity and in the midst of them realizing that the covenant and the demons have already become friends and the hell priests have, you know, uh, accepted the uh, prophets from the covenant and they've joined forces. And now it becomes an all out battle. Master Chief, the Doomslayer, versus this new covenant horde. Um, yeah, that
0: let's, that let's just sounds that just sounds badass. Like, <laughs> Yeah, there's there's not too much to say. That just sounds like such a good idea, and that just sounds so badass. And think about this as a movie, like live action. You're gonna see so many cool creatures because <laughs> Halo alone and Doom alone both have just such amazing, crazy creatures and stuff. And you're gonna see that all come to life in live action. That is just really great. Um, and my only other thoughts on this thing is, can we? <laughs> Can we get a post credit scene with Duke Nukem making an appearance? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Once we get to Earth and Duke Nukem has to join it and we have a connected universe, like that'd be nuts. But I also –
1: as you were talking, I just thought about it. I'm like the Doom Slayer just like lays waste to a whole bunch of demons and then they stand back up because now they're flood-infected.
0: You know what I mean? It's just – yeah, cool. <laughs> No, I was thinking during your description, I was thinking of the flood and I was like, that leads to some gruesome vi- visuals. But you have so many cool, you know, creatures from Doom and then you have the elites and just I don't know. There's just so much potential there. So that's that's a really fun, really cool concept. Yeah. And I have a feeling we did not match because the way you responded to that, you're like, shoot, I didn't think of that. One. <laughs> no, it's not like it's also not like uh it's not one that I necessarily would think of because I like both of those games, but it's not necessarily the first thing I would think of, but I just love the concept overall. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did you have more to say on this one or should I move? Into not the last at all. Pick? I just
1: saving that one for my final pick of the night. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so my, my final pick of the night is definitely equally, if not more ridiculous, but definitely in a different direction. <laughs> and, right. uh, my final pick of the night I'm gonna call what I'm calling it is the Metalhead Duo Battle Royale. And this is gonna be a movie where we're gonna have Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World versus Bill and Ted versus Jay and Silent Bob versus Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> because um, Beavis and Butthead is <laughs> wait, what were you gonna say? I don't know how to write that. <laughs> That's what I said, metalhead duo battle yeah. royale. <laughs> Um, Continue. (laughs) Okay, so because Beavis and Butthead are mentioned, I feel like this has to be an animated movie because I don't know how you translate those characters in live action and do it justice. But that being said, we have had a Bill and Ted animated TV show back in the day. There actually was a Bill and Ted kids TV show. And we have multiple animated versions of Jay and Silent Bob. So really, you just have to worry about animating Wayne Campbell and Garth Elgar. And I think that can definitely be doable as far as storyline for this movie, though. I was really trying to think of potential storylines, but I don't know if it would be some weird like Wayne and Garth are hosting some sort of battle of the bands or some sort of concert event that Wild Stallions are playing at, you know, that Bill and Ted are performing at. But outside of the venue, you have like Jay and Silent Bob and Beavis and Butthead who are teamed up who are just trying to either destroy the event or they're just causing ruckus or something. And it causes some sort of uh, rift between all these sort of stoner metal <laughs> duos. This is kind of off the top of my head, but there's going to be some weird realistic situation that plays out. But the thing is the characters need to be united towards a common enemy, which that could be a lot of realistic stuff. You could have like, LaFour's from uh, Mallrats (laughs) teams up with Benjamin from Wayne's World. I mean, there's so many different characters you could bring back. But I almost
1: want is doing uh, security duty at Wayne's (laughs) deck.
0: Absolutely. That wild stallions are performing it. Um, But I almost like want it to take more of a sort of dude wears my car left turn where there's like a random alien invasion or maybe something more fantastical happens like. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob definitely have the sort of comic book superhero connections. So maybe they there could be some supervillains that show up or something. But I just think this is one. This is literally I know this is the dumbest idea of a movie ever. Like, I know it's so dumb, but this is something that I always thought about as a kid, because I always I loved all these movies and shows when I was younger. And I always noticed I don't know why they always had these sort of. Metalhead duos like you had Wayne and Garth and Bill and Ted and I always thought that like celebrity death match should do just a big match between all the characters. But <laughs> since I suggested this movie, I was like, screw it, let's do a movie. Let's make it an animated movie. Let's make it maybe the worst action superhero. Uh, sci-fi movie you've ever seen, but maybe it's going to be the best sort of slacker stoner movie you've ever seen. So I don't have too much thoughts uh, to expound on from there. But Drew, I don't know what your thoughts on this nonsense is. The nonsense is the brilliance of bringing the
1: side characters in like. Right. Like the principal from Beavis and Butthead or, you know, like you mentioned Lafore's, or. You know, having uh, Rob Lowe's character from Wayne's World pop back in or Tia uh, Carrera's character from Wayne's
0: World pop in. I mean, like Bill just, and Ted, you could bring in Napoleon or, you know, Abraham you Lincoln, know, Lincoln
1: into the, <laughs> into the exactly next. or like a hologram or like a hologram of uh, George Carlin can pop up or something. You know what I mean? Like the side characters are too good for that. You know what I mean? It's too funny. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And you uh-huh. know that. um I can't remember the character's name, but the guy who works at the diner in Wayne's World, the guy from uh, Married with, with Children, yeah, yeah <laughs> he's yeah, going to yeah. come Adam in Neal's. clutch at some point. He's going to come in with an AK or something and take yeah, some Adam, bad guys out. <laughs> Adam
1: Eel- Eels' character. Yes. Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, well, yeah, that was actually like that was a really fun list conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, That's what I, really, I was
0: hoping for. This one was random and bonkers, but I just thought it'd be fun.
1: Yeah, no, this 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 was fun just because it was us, like, really screwing around with our picks and yeah. giving Hollywood all this free uh, advice. Um, well, you want to know what we're going to do next week? Yeah, let's – yeah, what uh, what do you got for me? So this, like, battling each other, like, sequence really made me think. Um, so I kind of have one kind of in that ilk again for us. Um, I'm a – I'm a huge fan of swords. Um, it's not like I collect swords, but I like. I'm always drawn to them. Um, the character that uses a sword, like Leonardo, is my favorite Ninja Turtle, for example. Um, if I'm playing a video game, I always. If I'm playing like an RPG, like uh, Elder Scrolls, or like uh, you know something where I have a choice of like hand weapons, I always want to grab the sword or something like that. Yeah. Um. Like obviously lightsabers, that kind of thing. Um. So, next week, we're going to do our favorite sword fights.
0: Oh, okay. Nice. Okay.
1: Now, when I was thinking this, I was like, ooh, sword fighting. Lightsabers, I always feel, are in their own category, but essentially they are swords. So, I'm going to allow them. I'm just going to. Okay. I'm I'm going to allow them, but I'm going to try my best not to show up with five lightsaber sequences um because there's so many other sword fighting things in the realm of uh film and television uh culture and stuff that we could pull from you know what i mean that so i just there there might be more i'm just saying i'm gonna try and if i do i'm gonna try and keep star wars to a minimum because otherwise that could take over the list that's why i said then, i'm you know oh keep
0: sorry no, to interrupt you this is specifically I'm
1: I'm just thinking of sword fighting in general, just because I really, I just, it's just, for some reason, it's always fascinated me. So, um.
0: And, and this is sort, this is movie sword fights, correct? Or is it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if there's like a, I don't, if there's a TV show, like, you know, you want to pull a fight from Game of Thrones or something like that, like, it's a television show, like, if, if it warrants it, I don't mind. Um, you can, as far as I'm concerned, you can pull from anywhere. If you want to pull from a comic book, the only thing in my head was, cause I was like, ooh, we could pull comic books and novels and stuff, but. That's all in the theater of the mind at that point, you know, where watching it on television or a movie, you're actually getting to see the sword fight. Do you know what I mean? Right. OK, so. Um, OK. And yeah, I, is... I would, and I can't really say video games because you didn't
0: play the game that I played, <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe if it's in a cut scene. But no, I, I hear you there. Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: That's really funny. Um, Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. And the the keeping the
0: idea of this, I thought sword fights
1: would be cool. So, Um, and I and I went back and dug through our lists. Um, The only thing we've done remotely close to this is fictional swordsmen. Uh, We never did. uh, We never did uh, sword fights. So that's you're uh, you're kind of inspired me on your last pick. So nice. Yeah, cool. Um, So do you have anything else before we throw this episode in the can? No. Yeah, that's really about it. Cool. All right. Everyone, do us a favor. Please check out our website, topfivereport.com. There you'll find links to all of our social media, Twitter and Facebook, along with a link to our email, topfivereport@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Um, you can hit us up there, hit us up on our social media. Either way works. Um, we are on Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe to us in those places. If you do, you will not miss a single episode. Um, you can also leave us a review. We love those five stars, but we understand criticism because it helps us get better and it makes the words you we say feel important. You can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Drew3927.
0: Uh, Peter, what about you? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Ninja Pierre. And that's where I'll be apologizing for not including into my list the popular fan favorite versus combo of BoA, From Boa versus Python versus X from Ballistic X versus Sever. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, (laughs) Sorry, guys. It just barely didn't make it. (laughs) That's a mouthful. All right. Everybody for the top five report. I'm Drew.
1: I'm Peter. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.